You're listening to the all-new KBLU Radio Network. That's the Blue Raven Network. Never replicated. You're listening to the all-new KBLU Radio Network, Blue Raven Network. Blog Talk Radio. Forgive me if I act a little strange For now, not what I do Feels like lightning running through my face Scott Enster Network calling for those militia that are in Oregon uh, that are trying to stand up against the government. Montel Williams calling for the government to kill all of them. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you think the people that you see on TV are nice people, they're heavily demonized. They are a plant. They are of their father, the devil, all of them. I don't care who it is, period. And Julie's made that quite clear. And though it shocks us to see someone that, you know, we may have liked or thought had some consideration for, uh, see, this is where the rubber meets the road, 2016. This is it, okay? Uh, Tomorrow, I want to do a show on fear. Julie talked about those things on the last show and so forth. But I want to get into a little more depth uh, of what I know about it and uh, to, to help you all and, and, you know, processing what's coming and being able to put it in the right perspective. Um, <clears throat> someone that is of a sound mind uh, is not going to take offense, is not going to run off half-cocked, is not, you know, the, the wisdom, discernment, and knowledge from the Holy Spirit comes in and puts you in a place where you're able to deal with it uh, biblically the correct way. Um, the other is is the Mormon Church is calling out, saying that uh, what's taking place in Oregon, the standoff, you know, on the BLM, uh, the um, wilderness uh, facility there, uh, that they're saying that this isn't biblical. No, ladies and gentlemen, this is constitutional, okay? 
The militia, which is those of what we had prior, before any military action, were those who were to stand against evil, to stand against assailants, to stand against anyone that would try and bring tyranny into the United States. And so what they're called to do is to throw off such governments, okay? And that is exactly what we have now. We have a radical Muslim in the White House who has been um, strategically putting in place things that that will basically implode the United States. And with this, you know, uh, gun confiscation, the executive order, the, you know, calling anyone that has a gun a, do, a domestic terrorist, uh, anyone that is for the Constitution he's referring to as extremism, um, you know, this executive action is lawless, okay? <clears throat> the president is not to make laws, okay? So he he needs to be removed. He should have been removed a long time ago. And I'm going to tell you people right now, if anyone voted for him, you need to repent of that, okay? It was obvious who he was. Um, I've repented for, for voting for uh, the Bushes, okay? Um, you know, they, they came in, took us sideways. The, these people all come from what Julie's going to be talking about tonight. Every one of them, all roads lead to, to this uh, issue. And, and so what we're seeing <clears throat> um, is a massive uh, land grab by the federal government. And in order to do that, in order to um, allow the United States to implode, they have to go after the guns. Okay, so that's the next order of business for these radicals, uh, these Muslims, these uh, Freemasons, these uh, uh, crypto Jews, whatever you want to call these guys, okay? This whole thing goes all the way back to Babylon. We, we just did two shows on that. Um, I, if you haven't heard them, I recommend you go back, uh, the first show especially, uh, systematically how, how uh, Julie went through that to explain to everyone. And tonight she's going to be bringing in the Catholic Church and, and those things that, you know, that have been um, infiltrated, those things that have been established. Uh, the Christian Church has been infiltrated. I want you to, you know, I've been trying to, to tell you now for a couple months, uh, the order that's within a church is a pyramid, is is something that is not biblical whatsoever. And I've, and I, you know, have really explained that in my last shows. So again, if you haven't heard those, I, I really recommend that you go back. <clears throat> All right, before I go any further, um, the calls that I was going to try and make today, I did not get to them. I'm afraid I'm a little under the weather myself now. So I'm going to be taking it a little easy tonight and turning things over to Julie and just let her do this, and then I'm going to pick up tomorrow, um, if uh, if everything's okay, to, to start making calls and, and uh, discuss the fear issue. So please bear with me. Um, you know, I'm a one-man show here. I do everything. I answer all the emails. I take care of all the technical issues, uh, writing letters, um, you know, just everything. So it takes a while taking care of the websites. Um, getting back to the, the Oregon standoff, um, you need to remember that the Hanemans, they, they've had this property since the 60s. Now, that particular area that they, where they have their ranch is very rich in uranium. Okay, and also gas deposits, but other uh, minerals as well, arsenic and and uh, those things that would bring a dollar. 
and the Chinese want it. Okay, so this whole thing that that they're putting against them, this family, is to take this land away from them so they can turn it over to the Chinese and make a dollar out of it. And of course, what are the Chinese going to do with uranium? Right, you're going to have nuclear weapons, and and so that's really what's going on here. Now, the standoff in itself, I, I am concerned, very concerned, in fact. Uh, you know, 150 militia, supposable militia. Um, you know, we could have another Waco. This is just the very thing that that uh, a scumbag like Obama would want. Okay, I need you to understand that how how deep Obama is into uh, to destroy this country. And this is exactly what he wants. So I'm concerned that this is being orchestrated. Uh, Waco, uh, you know, we did a show on that. That's a prime example of false flag, but it's also uh, the U.S. US government murdered these people, okay? And these these that are there, the 150 militia, um, it's going to be a bloodbath unless something has, has, you know, comes up and takes care of it. But... But see, Obama wants to just go in anyways. He's probably going to use the drones. He's going to use whatever. Uh, you know, there'll be uh, people on his, on that. You know, the, the law enforcement side probably killed too. It's not a good thing. None of it's good. But but this is what we've been brought to. See, and and so our Constitution tells us that we're able to have a body of individuals who volunteer to be the enforcement, to be the law enforcement to be the peacekeepers okay so this action that that obama is doing also brings in the blue helmets the un forces see that's what he really wants to do because once they come in that martial law that's established under under his executive order and remember he's not a real president he's not a u.s citizen the whole thing was a lie uh, him and, and uh, uh, his lover, this this male who's pretending to be a female, and those aren't even his kids. See, he's a lie. So it's a lie that's taking down the United States. Okay, well, how can that happen? Well, it happens because we walked away from God. We pulled Jesus out, you know, and, and when that happens, you know, um, Anyone that's in the deliverance ministry knows the order of the demonic. And and they will do everything they can to trick, lie, steal, kill, and destroy. And so we have to be discerning about things. And so the the church, which again, which we'll find out tonight, uh, how it falls under the, the crypto-Jew, the, the, uh, the Catholic church, uh, uh, those things of Babylon... Uh, that's why they did this, is so when it came to this time, there would not be a cry out from the Christians. Okay? There shouldn't be just 150 people. There should be thousands of people in Oregon. Okay? And and unfortunately, the way that that's come about, um, you know, I hope, I hope there's a divine intervention, because either way, you know, we don't want anyone to get hurt. But when you have a tyrannical government that is here to destroy the United States, which means you you need to remember, people, that it, it's you, your children, your loved ones are going to be incarcerated. They're going to be executed. They're going to be taken into captivity just as we saw in the Old Testament because of our disobedience. Okay?
So that's what's taking place, and then what Julie's going to be doing is showing the, the behind-the-scenes uh, structure of that. Now, the other thing, <clears throat> all these Hollywood stars are saying if Trump is elected, they're going to leave. Well, goodbye, and don't let the door hit you in the rear on the way out. Because you guys uh, are all sold out. Uh, you, A lot of you, by the way, have done children's sacrifices. You've eaten children's flesh. You've drinking blood. You've, you've done things like Julie's talk about with, you know, the, the order of things that, that take place in order for you to become a star and to keep your status. Get out of here. You're disgusting anyways. You're half the problem in this country. You've sold your soul to the devil, and now you are the, one of the tools in the media in movies to, to brainwash, to bring in the new world order. So get out of here. Go away. You know, and, and I'm not saying Trump's a great guy. Who knows, you know, but Julie pointed out that there was a lot of Masonic uh, uh, items within his, his, um, his flat, you know, his, his uh, apartment, whatever you want to call it. And, and so a guy that's in his position, okay, you don't become rich by being nice, okay? There, <clears throat> this, um, this false religion... Uh, that has come in to to make manna, to make money, uh, for Christians to think that they're to have everything. Uh, I mean, we've got two more evangelists now saying that they want a, uh, you know, a jet. You know, Creef Flow Dollar got his, <clears throat> so now the others want their jets. Well, this is insanity. That money that they're spending on such things could go to 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 education, to to funding those who are in need. And all you're doing is is spreading, you know, the agenda um, <clears throat> of of the new world order. You know, you you you're most of you, by the way, when we look at you on video, and it, uh, you know it's digitized and we're able to see it broken down with close-ups. You got canines, pal. Uh, you got forked tongue. You got eyes that go reptilian. All right. And and uh, I saw a video yesterday um, of of uh, Obama. His uh, teeth were looking like shark teeth there, and this isn't you know digital anomalies. This is this is capturing in between frames the the stealth that takes place uh, with the imaging, uh, with their ability to cloak, and and so there's apparently a frequency involved, and in between the analog and digital um, uh, reproduction, that comes through. And we look at some of the old TV programs that are out there, some of the old day shows, the sitcoms, uh, uh, you know, all the way back even to Bewitched, that just floor me to watch some of this stuff and, and how uh, not, they're not all human people. And, and that's what we've got running the government. And, and so this, you know, the, the Islamic uh, issue is only an instrument, Okay. Obama may be, you know, uh, of the Islamic faith, and he's always saying the Holy Quran, right? Well, that should have been our first clue. And and then when he came into office, he was always calling the new people he was bringing in czars. Well, where do we get that, right? Uh, holy, I mean, it's just one thing after another, and here we are, eight years later. Oh, my goodness. How, you know, and, and Hillary... Oh, please, do not allow Hillary to come in. I don't want to see that old puss on the TV anymore. She disgusts me. She is absolutely, she's a lesbian. She is, she is just absolutely the epitome. 
you know, God loves a woman who has a sweet and gentle spirit. Okay? That woman <clears throat> is evil. And and we look at those people who have died on, under Bill Clinton's uh, regime, because that's what it is, and, and you know, he's you know, bubble gum and bailing wired together. You know, he's had heart transplants or or bypass surgeries and he looks like death warmed over and and some of the stuff we've seen with the programming with him are incredible. Uh, man, we need to clean house. And how do we do that? You know what? We turn it over to God. We get on our knees and repent. And that's some of the stuff I want to go over tomorrow night because <clears throat> when when you have a regiment of demons who are assigned, who have legal right, who are in the family because of generational curses. This is See, this is what most of you have been under. Now, we've worked with some of you. We've cast some demons out. You know, we've broken some curses. But there's, you know, there's thousands of you. And we can't get to everybody. And and so when God pours out his spirit, you need to be there with, with a, uh, you know, like trying to capture rain, to make sure you get some of that. And the only way you're going to get it is by being obedient. Okay? You've got to repent. When when John uh, the Baptist came out of the woods, the first words out of his mouth was repent. And so, again, you know, Julie and I were talking about fire insurance today. And, and you know, man, what, what this, this um, cabal church has taught everyone is a lie. And and no one knows anything. We talk, you know. Julie and I talk about scripture and and um, <clears throat> and how everything's turned around and what what everyone else believes and and then what they don't understand because every church has taught something different. And and so you don't know what to believe. And and a lot of times, like me, I I you know I just stopped listening and and continued as business as usual for what I do. And, and to tell you how corrupt everything is, the, the Baptist Church is now going to be ordaining or allowing a homosexuality within the church. Okay? The Southern Baptist Convention. And, and they're all a bunch of Masons anyways. That's where it came from. That part of that it has to do with, with um, uh, lust and, and um, uh, perversion. Uh, so, so it doesn't surprise me. And, and, you know, them going into agreement with the coming Muslims. You know, we talked about the the uh, guillotines. You know, that's, you know they're probably going to be the ones operating those things. And, and Julie was writing me today about how much blood ran during the time of killing Christians that, you know, the, the Masonic caps, uh, you know, the red, well, that was the blood of the Christians. That's a representation of that, those of the Masonic Lodge, those... Um, that uh, that get up to that degree, and and you know what, um, I'm I'm sorry, but it's coming back. It's coming back already in other countries. It's here. We've got our fellow brothers and Christians being burned alive, and and that's a horrible death. Being beheaded, they're doing it to children. They're raping children. They're raping women, uh, and and that is what Obama is bringing here. So if this thing that's going on in Oregon is 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 on the up and up, and this really is of these people, Godspeed, God be with you, protect you all in the name of Jesus Christ, because it's time to take back what the enemy has stolen. 
I've had enough. I know you've had enough. It's just who knows what to do about it, right? Well, again, we need to be brave. We need to be firm. But we need to be conscious that there are things that Satan is doing to try and trick us into doing something we wish we hadn't done. This, you know, again, I could just sit here for hours talking about this, but Julie has so much to go over, and and, uh, so I'm going to turn it over to her. But, uh, again, you know, Montel Williams, uh, you are of your father, the devil. Uh, You have literally said that you wish to have our brothers and sisters in Christ killed. I rebuke you, and may the judgment of God fall upon you in his order and in his time. Because, sir, you are uh, 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 absolute shameful. And the fact that you call yourself an American, doesn't matter what race you are, it doesn't matter what color you are, if, if that's what you're calling, then, then, um, then, then, you know, wow. I mean, it just stuns me. And 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 that remember, ladies and gentlemen, he's not the only Hollywood you know uh, figurehead. And they're all in this. They're all doing this to us. And they're turning. See, it's see see. They think they're going to get. A, they're going to walk away. They think that they have been given <clears throat> a chip, okay, uh, a pass, uh, a get out of jail free card. See, through their per- participation in the occult and the in the the Illuminati and the Luciferian doctrines. They think they're going to get away with this. They think they're, they've been chosen, they're illuminated, they'll be put somewhere else, they're not going to be dealing with it. Um, no, no. See, when Satan's done with them, as I've said before, he'll put them out like a cigarette. And anybody that is not on the right side, anybody who has not does not have Jesus Christ in their heart, and is not being obedient and doing the commandments of Jesus Christ, good luck. Because he's returning back with a sword. And he he is love, but you know what? The only way you're going to be able to have order is to put things back in order. And you can't do that unless you throw the chaff into the fire. And that's exactly what's going to take place. All right, Julie, I'm going to bring you on, and uh, I didn't know if you want to lead out with anything I talked about, but um, uh, if not, just uh, go ahead and pick up. Oh, by the way, I wanted to thank everyone for supporting. Please, uh, I just want you to know that um, how how important it is. It has really made the difference to stay on, to be able to continue. Um, it, this, you know, we've only begun. Because this is a new time. We've gone to a point of no return, and it's all or nothing. And I wish to show myself approved before God in what I do. And I want to thank you for allowing me to to be able to do that, because I couldn't do it without you. All right, Julie, go ahead. Well, and I want to thank you, Scott, for allowing me to be a part of your your life and, and your show, because Without you, I couldn't tell anybody what I know. So you support Scott, and he allows me to come on and talk about the things that I know. So I just thank you, Scott, for allowing me to be part of this. Um, really makes a difference in my life because I would sit and ask God, what do you want me to do? You know, I want to do something for you. Put me to work. You know, and I, I didn't know 
what I was going to, I was going to have a ministry to Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, because that's kind of where my heart was. But <clears throat> as it turned out, it was uh, it's a whole lot different than what I thought. But, you know, I was talking to a brother in New Jersey today and, and one yesterday in California. What I started to see was that um, when I need to know something about certain things, the Mysterio and that kind of thing, I call a brother in California because this is his, his field of study. This is what he's really put himself into, and the Lord really laid it on him, you know. And uh, I'm going to have him on one day to talk about that because it's very important, and we need to do it soon, because the sacred secrets, the, the, the mysteries that, that were revealed to Paul that no one knew, you know, it's a really important thing. And then a brother in New Jersey, I think you guys heard him before, Will, when he was on, he, he is um, still unemployed at this point, and I think more purposely, because he's really, the Lord's been downloading a lot of things to him and showing him things. So it's, it's kind of like we, we all have our assignments. We all have different things that we're to be bringing to the table. And when it's something to do with uh, things I don't know about, God has really blessed me with a few brothers to be able to run to. You know, my uh, brother Jose, he comes from a life that uh, you can't really... You can't really um, come at that subject as well unless you've been there, and he brings something to the table that nobody else can bring. And from the Alike the Occult, I bring something to the table that nobody else can bring. And so it's kind of nice to have a diversity in the body of Christ that when you need to help, you have someone to run to. And the sad thing is most people don't. They don't have that person that God has been dealing with and teaching a certain thing, uh, you know, and they don't, you don't have that. So I'm just grateful that I have all of you guys out there that, you know, I call you and I need your, you know, I, I need your input on certain things that the Lord has really done for you and shown you, and that's your area of expertise. And then Scott has helped me. I, I wouldn't even know what to do with borderline personality disorder. I'd be completely in the dark if it wasn't for him. And unfortunately, what I've seen is that, Almost everybody has some some type of borderline personality disorder. I mean, even if it's just kind of a you know not a very not a really serious case, but anytime there's been any trauma, you have those you have those wounded parts that need to be healed. And I don't know anybody yet that hasn't had trauma in their life, you know. So I think that that's really helped me to be able to look at the population and understand more, and how also to have more compassion for people who um, are displaying very ugly behavior. Because sometimes <laughs> it's not really, it's ugly, but it's there because someone made it that way. Somebody somebody hurt that person. Somebody violated that that child because they're still a child inside in many ways. And those children, that little child is violated sometimes extremely bad. So they kind of grow up broken. You know, so it kind of helps to to understand that, and I appreciate you showing me all this stuff, Scott. And I'm still learning. I mean, it's it's like never ending. You know, um, when you were talking about the people in Oregon, Montel Williams, I just wanna I just wanna say to Montel Williams, you are a disgrace to the uniform. I can't believe you ever wore it. You ought to be stripped of every one of your medals. Because how dare you put that uniform on? and agreed to defend the Constitution of the United States of America 
and then have both against enemies, both foreign and domestic, and then turn on the very people that are defending the Constitution of the United States of America. Who do you think you are? So I personally tell you, you are no longer the brethren in the brotherhood of the armed forces. You are no longer one of us. You don't. You are no longer a brother. You are kicked out, and you should be stripped of every medal you have. How dare you come against the people in this nation when you swore an oath to, to protect them against tyranny? And that 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 president might be the same color as you, and maybe that's your problem. Oh well, he's black like me, so let me vote for him. That'd be like me saying, "Oh, let me vote for a Mexican guy because he's like me." Are you kidding me? And that's the reason you voted for him, and I know it is, because he's going to further your agenda, whatever that agenda is. And so, you know what? I rebuke you in the name of the Lord, and the Lord rebuke you. And you know what? You you need to have your uniform stripped off of you, because how dare you ever even say you fought for this country or represented this country, and you're going against it. I'm sorry, folks, but you know what? That, that, that vein runs deep. Between all of us, and, and Jose will tell you the same thing, he's a former Marine. This stuff is not funny. When you protect, whenever you, you swear an oath to protect this country against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that means that they step foot on your soil. And I will tell you what, if my last breath requires it, I will fight for the people in this nation. I will fight to protect the people of this country. Because you know what? We do not allow people to come into nations. This is what happens. Whenever you allow people to come in that are not even citizens, he's an illegal alien. He's not an immigrant. He's an illegal alien. He wasn't born in Hawaii. Did you see him do the wink, wink when he was standing up at the podium and said, and I was born in Hawaii, wink, wink, in front of all those people and they laughed. He should have been shot in the head right there. Treason, you liar. He should have been arrested and put in prison right there. You know what? He wasn't born. In this country, he was born in Kenya in a hut, and he needs to go back to Kenya where he came from. And God bless those people if they get him back, because man, they're going to be in trouble. And the Rothschilds need to be taken down, and so do the Rockefellers in the House of Windsor. All you people that are not human, your day is coming, because my father is is the creator of the universe, and he's had it. You know what? Your time is coming to an end. You can take me out. You can take all of us out. But you know what? Justice will prevail. And my dad is going to see you in hell. He's going to make sure you go to the lake of fire. So, sit on that. So, I agree. If these people are legit in in Oregon, we need to pray. Every one of us need to pray for these people. We need to come alongside them, and we need to pray. Because you know what? What needs to happen is that the government needs to be kicked in the stomach. And they need to feel like, out of breath. They need to know that it is not going to be so easy to take this nation down. We are not going to stand aside and just let them have it. We are not going to stand aside while they slaughter children left and right. And oh, by the way, if you want to go to Denver Airport and you want to look at all the murals, I can go one by one, which I'm going to do on a show, I'm gonna I'm gonna decode every mural for you, and they continued it at the Bank of America headquarters in Charleston, and I'm gonna decode that one for you, and then they continued it in another town, and I'll decode that one for you, 
so you can understand their plans are in picture. They've done it. It's all through the airport. I can take you mural by mural and explain what every one of those things mean. Okay? That's what they're going to do. They have it all right there for the world to see. See, that's what the Lutherans do. They post it. You don't see it. You're screwed. Too bad. You have to be able to decipher this. Or if there's in your churches that are doing what they were called to do, you would know exactly what they were doing. Because, you know, they've got our playbook. You should have their playbook. And I'm going to help you with their playbook. And that's what I've been doing. They're showing you how they roll. This is just how they get down. All right? They put it in commercial. They put it in perfume commercial, car commercial. This is what they do. Album covers, music, pictures on top of uh, CDs. This is what they do. And they hide it right in plain sight. Except for your teachers, your pastors have never told you, well, this is how these people roll. And this is what this means. This is what they're doing. They're showing you what they're going to do. We need to come against it. And everybody hit their knees and start praying. See, that's, that's what they should have been doing. So you could actually be a real church and the real body of Christ and actually be doing something to prevent. Do, do you have any idea how many children? Did you know the average Luciferian eats and kills one baby a day? One baby a day. 365 days a year. Do you know they get these children from Ghana, Mexico, Bolivia, Colombia, Ecuador? Do you know they're getting these babies, Peru? They're going and they're buying these babies off poor people. They become lunch. Did you know there's even McDonald's restaurants that belong to Luciferian, which, by the way, just so you know, it's a Luciferian organization, if you didn't already know that, have their meetings. And their food is cooked in the kitchens of McDonald's, and it's babies. They cut up babies like you would a chicken and throw it on the grill. You think I'm kidding? You think I, you think I don't know what I'm talking about? You better think again. There are these people that wear shoes, shoes made out of baby skin. Shoes. Shoes made out of baby skin. That's what they're wearing. Oh, what nice leather that is. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's baby skin. What they're doing. They are literally throwing it in God's face. Do you see what they're doing? They are showing God, look at us. We slaughter one a day and we eat it. Mm, look at that. We're eating those babies. We can do about it. How mad does it make you? Are you mad? Are you steaming yet? I know a couple of sisters. I know one in California is probably steaming right now. Are you real mad when you hear this stuff? The massive poop eaters? Yeah, they won an Oscar this year. Oh, he must be eating enough poop that he got another Oscar. And you hold these people up and they kill children and eat them and drink their blood? Are you real mad? knowing that they're frying them babies up in there in McDonald's, you need to get mad. And you need to do something about it. You need to speak out. Loud. Imagine how mad God is. Imagine how full of infants and children and little ones heaven is right now when this has been going on for 6,000, 7,000, 8,000, whatever years. 
Imagine how full heaven is of children and babies. This is what they're doing. And do you understand that if you go to a Christian church and you put money in that plate, you're actually compounding the problem? These things were not born of God. You look at the Christian church and tell me how dysfunctional that place is and tell me that's God. It's right there in action. Mm-hmm. Right. Talk about dysfunctional. Everybody in that church are the first ones. One person commits a sin and goes down, and I, instead of going and helping their brother up and trying to come alongside him, they eat him. They kill him. They rip him to pieces. And here's these Christians. Boom, 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 boom. Let's go to war. Let's kill those Syrians. Let's kill Assad. Let's go kill Iran. Beating the war drum. Really? Are you serious? What kind of Christian belief is that? John Hagee, you and your masses beating the war drums, going over there to attack Iran. They may talk the talk, but do you see them doing anything? No. I knew a boy in school that talked all the time. Never did anything. Flapped his mouth. Let them say what they want. They're not attacking anybody. They're not doing anything. Oh, no, we got to wipe them off the planet. And there's the Christians. Yay, wipe them off the planet. More blood, 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 blood. Uh-huh. So you think you're going to go to these Christian churches, these Babylonian institutions, and you're putting money in the plate and you're helping the, you're helping the situation. Well, now they're going to have gay pastors and, and they're going to allow these homosexuals to get married and they're going to marry them in the church and they're going to marry gay people and they're going to have them all, let's all hold hands and while well, they sing the Luciferian, demonic kumbaya, blah, blah, blah. This is the crap that's going on. You can argue with anything I say, but I'm right and you're wrong. And I'll tell you what, I am way in a higher position than any one of you to tell you just how badly you're losing the war. Because I came from the other side. And when I left the other side, we were winning. You were losing. It was 100 zip. You ain't score to score. You don't have one goal. One goal. Because you sit back and you don't do nothing. You just be quiet. Well, we're Christians. We got to love everybody. Let's don't say anything. Shh. Be quiet. So babies are being cooked in McDonald's and eaten every day. Luciferians are slaughtering babies by the tons every day, eating them for their food. And we're not going to say anything. Do you know what this month is? Do you know that January is one of the most bloody months in Luciferian worship that there is? Do you know that? thought it was Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> January is going to make that look like a picnic. Their holidays this month are going to call for a lot of blood. And in, over there in Oregon, that may just be what that is. That may be a sacrifice waiting to happen. And watch. You watch. Let's see if anything happens on the 16th of January. Or maybe the 31st, 30th and 31st of January. Let's wait and see what happens there, 30th of January. Let's see what happens then. This whole month is full of rituals. Because if it goes down on one of the dates that they have rituals, I'll know for a fact. 
That's what it was. It was a sacrifice. See, that's what you guys got to get wise to. It's when they do it and you find out the dates, you look at the times, you look at all this stuff, look at where this is occurring. Go look at the, the longitude and latitude of this place. I'm showing, you how to, I'm showing you how to get it. Look at the longitude, the latitude, the name of the town. Go look at the name. Did you know that the tribe of Dan that immigrated actually named, put their name in almost every place? We Den, Run Den. You get it? Follow the Sierpiento all the way out, and you will find the Windsor. You will find that they were German. That's where they landed and immigrated on over to London. Okay? That's where they went. And they've been, and their reign and rule, you can follow their trail all the way up. Everywhere you see the serpent, keep following the serpent. Keep following the serpent, and you'll find them right now. They're sitting in London. Follow them to the United States. Start looking for serpents. When did they come? When did they show up on the shore? See, this all came from Babylon, every bit of it. The United States was infiltrated by these Babylonian crypto-Jews. Now, understand, those aren't God's people. They're not the chosen people. The Bible says they say they're Jews, but they're not. In other words, they identify as being chosen people of God, and they're not. So don't get, don't get all, uh, you know, get your panties in a ruffle because I said they're not God's chosen people and say I'm making things up because it's right there in the Bible. And if you're a Christian and you're going to the churches and you don't know that, then you better get your book and start reading. Because Jesus said it, not me. You know, there was a very evil man named Sabai Levi. Okay? Sabatai Levi. He was a bad man. Bad man, okay? Do you know that satanic belief systems don't believe in right and wrong? Do you know they don't believe in right, wrong, evil, good, bad? Not, you know, they don't believe in any of that, okay? It's all subjective, like a fine wine. Well, your subjective taste might like Fonzie and a box, okay? That's what they believe, all right? And you have a man that no one seems to ever be bringing up named Sabotage the V. I wonder why no one ever talks about this man. He was one of the most evil men in human history. In 1666, he declared himself to be the Jewish Messiah. This false Messiah led the largest Messiah movement in history. He attracted more than half the population of the so-called European Jews. How did he do it? 1666, to return them to their ancestral homeland in Palestine. Wow. I thought that that, 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 that Schofield was the one that started that. Well, yeah, he did. He brought it right in at night. In 1909, he, made the, he wrote that Bible. But isn't that funny that in 1666, Zionism was already kick-starting. It's going to bring them back, right? And you know who this man was? Zabatai <clears throat> Zabi made everything that was holy unholy. He rejected every rule of, of the, the Hebrew holy book, the Torah, every standard 
of decency. He, he, he made a religion of no right, no wrong, no sin, nothing, never, never, no sin. Everything's okay. There's no morals, no taboos, no sexual taboos, no Ten Commandments, no more fasting. Instead, there would be feasting. So Sabotage Zebi's leadership finally fell from grace when the Sultan of Turkey threatened him with torture unless he converted to Islam. Okay? He decided, you're going to have to convert or I'm going to torture you. Well, what happened? Well, what happened was the guy decided, okay, well, I'll convert. So he converts to Islam, but he brought all his infectious evil theology with him. Okay? And completely infected that entire whole area of the country. Okay, a century later, a man named Jacob Frank claimed himself to be the reincarnation of Zabatai TV, the living Messiah for all these uh, so-called Jews, Hebrews. Okay, not even Zabatai TV was as evil as Jacob Frank and his disciples. Told them that the only way that they could get to godhood or to be as God, was to do just as, as God had done and to mix every taboo and every sacred with the profane. Orgies, incest, rape, intercourse with children, sodomy, young on young boys, everything went. Nothing was sinful. Nothing. So would you like to know in 1773 where this man went? This Jacob Frank? He traveled to Germany. Hmm, birthplace of the Illuminati. Hmm. That's where he formed an unholy alliance with Adam Weishaupt and Anshul Rothschild, that whole banking dynasty. Okay? The ambition of the Rothschilds, as we all know, is to win control of all the gold in the world and the banking industry. He's pretty much set that on, you know, that's what they're doing. This man formed an unholy alliance with these men. They had a mission. They were going to have to get to America, and they were going to have to infiltrate America. Adam Weishaupt was chosen by the Rothschilds to implement the Assyrian plan throughout all of the country and then move it to another country and another country. Okay? So they then sent a man named Paul Warburg Jacob Schiff, John Jacob Astor, to America, where they influenced the privatization of banking, the Federal Reserve System, and the dismantling of the American Constitution. See, the goal of Weishaupt and the Jesuits was to take control of the Vatican. All the Vatican hierarchy, that's where they wanted control. So Weishaupt, he formed the Illuminati, and infiltrated the Freemasonic Order Lodges, every one of them, and he literally infiltrated every Masonic Lodge in every nation until they accepted it. They accepted their goals. They replaced any decency with their satanic religion. When this unholy alliance was seated, that's when the cancerous war against humanity erupted in this nation. Well, with the Rothschilds' uh, support put in charge of spreading a Luciferian theology that would be the hidden hand behind the future wars and revolutions. 
The crypto Jews practice witchcraft and occult rituals, and including human and animal sacrifices. Lucifer, they declared, was the true God. So they expanded their movement by masquerading as converts to other religions. They converted to Catholicism, Islam, Christianity, wherever they went, they embedded themselves and spread their Luciferian doctrine as closeted crypto-Jews. Okay? They traded their wives and their daughters to members and the powerful non-members that they needed to seduce into their cult. Even a Jewish professor named Gershon Sholem called Jacob Frank one of the most frightening men in Jewish history. The Holocaust was engineered to create the Zionist theology and the state of Israel. They had to make the Jews look like, oh my gosh, it's so bad, so that they could have their own state. The whole thing was engineered. The entire thing was engineered. And they used puppets all along the way. In the 1800s, the Zionist Jews needed financial backing from the United States for a new Israel would obviously fail. Because in the 1800s, the United States was predominantly a Christian country. So any attempt to uh, subjugate the Palestinian uh, area and reestablish Israel as a state in that region was going to be met with resistance. I mean, from then, politically influential Christian quarter of the U.S. was going to say, you not, you know, can't do that, right? So the Christians in the U.S. posed a political roadblock to funding that new state of Israel. So the Zionists knew that they had to nullify the anticipated Christian resistance to their plan, so they decided that the Christian theology in the Protestant churches had to be changed to favor an Israeli state. They had ready theologians to perform this duty in their Jesuit auxiliary. Right there. So they decided upon a plan to inject the theology into the Protestant churches where the Jews would be restored to their lost prominence via the rebuilding of the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. So there's going to be a reinstatement of animal sacrifices and the ordinance of the Old Testament law. Problem. Do you know that these crypto-Jews, as Jesus said, they're not, and say they are, and they do lie, do you understand these people are Luciferians? Most of them aren't even human. Do you understand there will be no animal sacrifice? Well, they might slice up that red heifer because everybody's waiting for them to kill the red heifer. Oh, there's bloodthirsty Christians. Gotta kill that red heifer. Yep. Need the red heifer. Gotta have that blood of the red heifer. Yep. Christ's blood wasn't good enough. Do you realize if you're a Zionist Christian and you're supporting that, do you realize what you just supported? Do you realize what you've said with your money and your emotional, mental, and spiritual support? Do you, do you realize what you're saying? Jesus is no good. He's a nothing. His blood was nothing. His blood can't redeem anybody. It's got to redeem these people, but those people, oh, no, no, no. His blood was just not good enough. That's what you're saying. Blasphemer. Every one of you. See what they're going to do is they're going to cut that. They're going to slice that red heifer. Yeah, they're going to do it. But guess what's coming after that? You are. Every one of you. You're going to be the sacrifice 
because they're going to resume right where they left off as far as the public's concerned years ago. And they're going to now, out in the open, sacrifice humans, just like they do underground. Julie, I wanted to to mention for everyone that the abomination of desolation being referred to in Matthew 24:15 in reference to Daniel 9:27 and then explained in Revelation 13:14. So these things do take place people. Go ahead, Julie. That's that's exactly right. And they're going to start sacrificing humans. So the cow, the red heifer is just a diversion to get you stupid Zionist people to jump on board and fund the whole thing. You're funding your own executions, what you're doing. You know, the guillotine that he was talking about, you pay for them. And you keep sending more money over there, and guess what? They're using all that money that you send, $15 billion in a wax. That's how much money you people are pumping out. Did you know they're spending that to murder thousands of Palestinians? How does that make you feel? If you're a Zionist Christian, I bet it makes you feel real good. I've seen you with your little flag, with the Star David, Renfan, which is Ritual Circle. I've seen you waving your little flags in the air, chanting death to Iran. Well, you sound like a Jesus person to me. Mm, Sure sounds like Jesus. Jesus is up there in heaven, shaking his fist, death to Iran. How dare you even say you know Jesus Christ? You you know what? You're a blasphemer for even saying you belong to him. You are a blasphemer. How do you have the Holy Spirit in you when you're shaking your fingers and shaking your fists and wanting to uh, promote bloodshed in Palestine, Iran, and Syria, and Lebanon, and Libya, and Jordan, and Turkey? Where else are you going to take over? These are human beings that you're killing. Do you understand that? They might be Muslims. They might be of that persuasion, that faith. That's all they know. Try getting a Bible in on that country, any of them countries. Try it. Let's see how well it works for you. That's all they know. Instead of waving your star rim fan around and shouting for the blood of Iranians and Iraqis, why don't you hold your Bible up and tell them about Jesus? What's wrong with you people? Me sick. You want to kill reptilians? They're demons? Go for it, man. They're demons. They're not human. There's going to be a whole lot more coming on this earth that's not human. You better be ready to fight in the natural and the supernatural. Protect your family. But these people don't even know who Jesus is, and you're saying off with their heads? Are you serious? Well, guess what? The joke's on you. Because while you've been sitting there supporting them, giving them all your money, they've been buying the guillotine to take your head off. And if you would bother to look in your own book and find out the beheading in Revelation, you think that's the Muslims? Are you stupid? Go read the Talmud. The Babylonian Talmud that says Christians' heads are coming off. Even the best of the Gentiles must be killed. And every Christian must be beheaded. Go read it. And we're supporting that. 
Now, Julie, I wanted to mention in John eight forty four, you know, Jesus brings up the fact that they are of their father, the devil. So that's right, and they're not. They're not. I mean, you know, how many times did Jesus have to tell you they're not who they say they are? He said it over and over again. So while you're out there swinging the the axes and and beating the drums and and raising your little star Rimfan flags, screaming for the death of a bunch of people that have no idea who Jesus Christ is, haven't been offered the opportunity to know who he is, just like I wasn't almost six years ago, they're planning your execution. And they'll use anybody they can to do it. Namely, Muslims, psycho, jihadist Muslims. Wow. They're following Satan, too. But you see, the, the audacity that you have to wave that stupid satanic circle all over the place, that star that you're just waving around, and you're beating the war drums and screaming for blood, and you want to kill a whole population of human beings that have no idea who Jesus Christ is, they haven't even been offered the chance, and you want to send them straight to hell. You make me sick with your rhetoric, John Hagee, and all your followers. You're not a Christian. You're a Luciferian, because only a Luciferian would talk about killing people that don't know Jesus. Only a Luciferian would talk like that, killing innocent people, women and children, little babies, in their beds while they sleep at night, because... Benjamin Netanyahu said it. The reptilian that he is. People, we got to get smart here. You want to, if somebody comes to your house to do you harm or your children, defend yourself. Reptilians, the people who aren't who they say they are, they're actually demons, sporting a human cloak. Hey, you know what? They show up, take them out. They're not even human. Do you get that? They're demons. But you know what? When it comes to a whole country full of people that haven't yet heard the gospel, don't know Jesus Christ, and they're used to a God that doesn't even talk to them, and it demands they do more good than bad, which I don't know how you are on the good and bad scale, but to be honest with you, I'm kind of, um, my scale is kind of lopsided. And I gotta admit, the bad kind of, you know, outweighing the good. I, I gotta plus, say, all plus plus their DNA is showing that in reality that they may actually be the the actual bloodline, and so we're yeah. persecuting those that that uh, God holds close, you know. So that's right, and it's really sad too, Scott, when you hear from uh, uh, a Palestinian, which I had the chance to hear from a girl named Anna, and um, I, I literally sat there, and I just, I, I had tears. I could not control my emotions because she was looking right at me in the camera and telling me what was happening, and I saw her precious children, and I saw her put them to bed, and she kissed them goodnight, and she just prayed that God would protect her and her two children, knowing that when she said, please don't let the rockets fall on our house, that they were probably going to fall on someone else's house. And then she said, confessed that that made her feel guilty, that she, you know, she even would claim for that. It would make her feel bad because she knew if it missed her house, it was going to hit someone else's. 
You know, it's interesting. I, I was going to say it's interesting that the older Orthodox Jews remember a time when they were neighbors. They, you know, there were synagogues, there were their churches, there were this, there were that, all in one street, and everyone got along with each other. And it wasn't until the Rothschilds took it over that it became what it is. That's right. That's right. There were people in churches, Muslim, uh, the synagogues, the temples, the whatever, you know, and they had all their mosques and Christian churches on the same streets, and nobody had a problem with anybody. Until the Luciferians came to town. <clears throat> so, you know, these are things that we have got to speak out about, you guys. You know, if you're, if you're, if you love humanity at all, I mean, you think about it. Those little kids, there was a two-year-old little toddler that was sitting on his grandpa's lap. And he went to get down and toddle. And he got off the grandpa's lap, and the grandpa couldn't, didn't keep a hold of him. I mean, he got slipped out of his hand. And in Israeli <clears throat> tank patrol, there were like, you know, 25 weapons pointed in that area. Every one of those guys opened fire with automatic weapons on a two-year-old toddler and literally cut him to pieces because he moved. This is This is... This is wrong. This is wrong. And you have these these Zionist jackasses on the air that call themselves Christian media, and they're promoting the death and destruction of babies, little kids. What is wrong with you, I ask you? If you have a blog talk show or any Christian alternative show, I am asking you, what is wrong with you? You need deliverance, man. You're broken. That you could support the killing of little babies and children, innocent little kids, tells me that you are messed up. You are so absolutely psychotic that you could think that's okay. Where in the Bible can you show me that it's okay to go in and kill a bunch of little kids? Because they're the wrong color or the wrong blood. And those of us who've been on the receiving end of that can tell you it sucks. Anybody out there who is uh, not of white persuasion can tell you it really does suck to be on this end. Just to be persecuted and to be and have racism towards you because you're the wrong nationality. You're not white. You know what? These children are being murdered. That little boy could have been the. It could have been. He could have grown up to be a, a great Christian, a great peacemaker. But you made sure with your money, buying them bullets, that that wasn't going to happen. And you call me a racist. I think that whenever you say something about me like that, you better look in the mirror, pal. And if you're white and you call me a racist, you have no business as a white person ever using that word racism unless you're apologizing for you and your ancestors and what they did to our people. Okay? So you don't use that word. I think only people of color should be allowed to use that word of my ethnicity. Right? And you're going to tell me you're not a racist 
when you're funding the murder and the genocide of thousands and thousands of people because somebody told you they were, oh, well, they're not Jews. Well, the Jews that are telling you that, the Bible says, aren't Jews. Can you not read? Not my first language, but I can sure understand it. What's wrong with your reading skills? You need some glasses? Because you're murdering people and calling yourself a Christian. There's a difference between self-defense and murder, pal. And the Palestinians do not have a weapon in their hands. Have you noticed that the stories that come out, they throw rocks? You know why they throw rocks? Because they don't have anything else. So you think it's okay for Israel to send bombs and rockets over there all night long, and these people can fight back with rocks? Which is what Obama wants to do to all of us, to take away our weapons so we have nothing but some rocks and some sticks. That's where he's headed. Hope Charlton has been out of my cold, dead hands. Because you will not come and take my guns unless you take me and my family out. And by the way, on those Denver, Denver mules, you're going to notice a succession of them. And did you know when you get to the very end and you see this, this phoenix bird, right, that's risen out of not the ashes, but his former skin that he's standing on, like the serpent sheds the skin, That's Lucifer, and everybody's going to look at him in his beauty. And did you know the only people left in those pictures are children? Hmm. Hmm. What has Scott been telling you guys? They're coming for your children. They want you dead, and they want your kids. And if you're a Christian, and you truly love Jesus, and you're going to fight, you better ask the Lord one thing. If they take you out, Lord, please let them take us all out. Because you know what? That's all they want from you. So they can go re-educate them, brainwash them, use them for whatever purpose they want. And if they're little hellions like I would have been and not paying attention and not listening and not acquiescing to the system, then you know that bad things are going to happen. Okay? Even worse things. So you know what? You guys better not wait until you can't fight that to actually say, okay, I'm sick of this, we need to fight back. Allowing children to be taken and used as slaves and sex slaves and everything else, mind control, MK-altered, demonized, to have these demons coming and brainwashing you and programming you at night to turn you into some kind of a monster. This is what's going on. Speak out, guys. Everybody needs to open their mouth and start talking. You know what? You're going to get called crazy. Hey, that's okay. The the people across the road think I'm the the crazy lady. I'm psycho because I know they cloned a sheep. See, they don't even believe a sheep was ever cloned. That's how far behind they are. They don't even believe in sheep cloning. So they think I'm really out there, and I'm too overly, and I'm too much of a Jesus freak. So, you know, I've already been called a kook. Why don't you get on board the kook wagon? Because really the people that I hang out with, Scott and Brother Will and Brother Jose and Sister Sunny, and, you know, we're all kooks. We're all, we're all on the kook wagon. And i got to tell you, the company is pretty good. 
Because these yeah. people are. I've, I've learned to embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm weird. You're weird. We're weird. It's okay. That's true. Yeah, I wanted to yeah. remind everyone that Israel considers the Gaza Strip a concentration camp. The people do not have access to any weapons. If they do, they're smuggled in and it's for defense. So anytime that you see that they're supposedly the attacker, uh, it's propaganda. So. Yeah, it's not true. They don't have a weapon in their names. They were disarmed a long time ago. And somebody says, well, well, well Julie, who's Hezbollah? Let me tell you who Hezbollah is. Hezbollah is a bunch of people. They got together and decided to um, stand against tyranny. And these, this is a group of rebels, you know, kind of like me. Scott, now we're the rebels. And um, they actually felt sorry for the Palestinians. And they actually lent aid to the Palestinians. And they came and helped them. And I know they've been demonized, but let me tell you, I would be Hezbollah, and I would be demonized. And I'm the one over here crying out for people not to be murdering little kids. Five kids on a beach because they're Palestinian, Israeli boat patrol. Can't have no stinking Palestinians on our beach. Mow them all down. Yeah, you know, um, they've been doing the same thing with uh, demonizing militia groups. You know, Hezbollah, militia groups, those that are actually standing in truth, those who've been called... Uh, you know, like our Constitution supports it. But if you look at, you know, the past 20, 30 years of of, um, of uh, news reports, they'll bring up that militant or militia or something along that lines to demonize individuals because they knew that there would be a stance against tyranny. And so they put this in place as a PSYOP, as social engineering, as as programming uh, to to demonize those who are standing in the truth, and so whenever you hear Hezbollah and some of these others, you immediately think of some radical group that's a problem, and in, in reality, that's not the case. And and you know what uh, the 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 birds have come home to roost; they're here now, and so now you and I as Christians are being seen as the enemy; we're being demonized. And, and we see Scripture was very clear that that would take place. And so those who thought you were getting out of here in the pre-trib, um, wake up. You're here. Get with the program. Go ahead, Julie. That, that's right. And <clears throat> I was talking to a, a brother today, uh, Brother Will, and I said, you know, what really bothers me about these pre-tribbers from the beginning was, um, I'm coming up on my sixth year of being um, a believer in Jesus Christ. And one of the things that really got to me was that I, I guess I'm still fresh. I'm still new as a Christian, but I remember very vividly the emotion and the mental condition and how it feels in my skin to be where I was before. And I have to tell you, um, the demons almost killed me. And I've told you this before, they almost took me out. And I was mentally, I was so tormented and emotionally, I was living under, I couldn't even sleep. I mean, I go weeks with no sleep. Um, 
And I remember the, the feeling of nothing. There's just nothing. What is there to live for? I mean, I had everything, money, home, kids, you know, my rent, everything. But, but it wasn't enough. There was just things missing, something. That the reason for being here was just not there. And I remember that, and I would see the world going to hell in a handbasket and sit there and think, well, I can't even change it. What am I supposed to do? I'm one person. Everybody's walking around like they're zombies. What's the deal? And so when I think about these pre-trivers, what really, really makes me mad is you people want to fly away, and you want to leave people like I was here. You, you don't even care. What? Where's Jesus in you? I'm looking. Jesus didn't run away. He could have beamed himself back up. But he didn't. He stayed. And he didn't run. He went to the cross. He walked to the cross. He willingly gave up the ghost. They didn't take it. He laid his life down willingly. Where are you? I'm wondering, who are you? Where's Jesus in you? You want to run and to fly off to heaven and leave all these people down here that have no idea who Jesus Christ even is? And they're, they're beautiful children? I have beautiful children. They're worth something. They're precious. Somebody cared about me and my two kids. And she was obedient to the Holy Spirit and came and spoke the gospel to me and shared Jesus. And you're so worried about your own skin that you don't care about people like me and my kids and how we were, we were lost and we didn't know him? I don't, I don't see Jesus in you at all. You should know them by their fruit. You know, there are people like my sister Sunny and and Will and, and Jose and all these people that, that, that are here for the long haul that actually feel like they're supposed to do something. They actually have it in their mind and their in their in their imprint on them that they're supposed to be helping. They're supposed to do something. How come you don't have that, Mr. Pre Trib? How come you don't have that imprinted in yourself? Isn't there something telling you that you're supposed to help? You don't ever preach the gospel. You don't knock on doors. You don't look at people and see their life and how somebody's in a grocery store and they snap off and they're rude and they go through the line and they're rude to the cashier. And you say, wow, what a witch. What if her mom just died of cancer the day before? What if her child is in the hospital? Do you not get that these people are hurting they all have their issues. They're hurting. And they don't know who Jesus is. And he can set them free from every bit of that pain, every bit of that, what they're going through. He can set them free. And you want to leave. That's pretty selfish. And you're no better than the Zionists. And if you believe the same, you know, most of you believe in the same thing. You want to kill everybody in the Middle East, blow up people, Pretty soon it'll be me you want to blow up because I read the Bible and I'm next on your hit list. I've seen that. But you guys are all going to turn against people like me. So once you've blown up everybody in the Middle East and you've taken all of us out that are ruining your, your good day, and, uh, we're, well, if you don't, uh, you know, you're not gone yet, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do then when you kill all of us off? Did you happen to know that the Bible says that if Jesus doesn't come back, no flesh would be left alive. 
do you get that means you too? Or do you think you're special and you're going to somehow just sprout wings? We need to we need to talk about this with the people that we know in our communities. We need to talk about this with people. It needs to be it needs to be said. People need to go and they need to witness to other people. And so, if you're looked at like a weirdo, that's all right. You're in good company. They call Paul uh, all kinds of names, and you know he was looked at in that way. So you know what it means, Scott. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I was going to mention to everyone, if you just go to Google and put in Gaza Strip and hit images, then you'll know you'll see exactly what we're talking about. Um, Julie, you also had a lot of information that was tying the Catholic Church in with the crypto Jews and and so yeah, forth. Um, yeah, I'd like to go ahead. Came on that note, the Jesuits came in, and that was their... See, the Jesuits were, were actually the Jews, the crypto-Jews, and they would, I, I think I mentioned that they printed books under other names, and they would do this. Um, one, you can go back and look this stuff up. I mean, it's, it's actually in their Jewish encyclopedias. Um, there was a man that um, called himself uh, De La Cunza, and actually Emmanuel De La Cunza, and actually his name was Rabbi... John Joseph at Ben Ezra. But he, he wrote under the pen name of La Cunza. But But he actually, I mean, he was a rabbi. So what, what, what's the thing? You had all these people coming in, and they were the, the Jews, or the they were actually the Babylonian the Luciferians, is what they were. But they called themselves Jews. And they were coming in, and they were infiltrating and getting into the Jesuit movement. So the Jesuits were kind of a separate order at that time. Remember I told you that they were really upset because um, the Pope actually had to go after them and call for their uh, disbandment because they were actually, I mean, countries were starting to speak out and kick them out because they were just killing everybody, right? So that for a while they were told that they were going to be disbanded and the Pope denounced them because they were actually getting out of control like the Muslims did, right? So. They had to sit back and bide their time, just like Satan does, and they had banded together, and the Jews, who were the Jesuits, kept collecting throughout history, kept collecting um, membership. And see, they, they pledged allegiance to the Jesuits, not to, the, not to the, the Pope, the Black Pope and the Jesuits. It's, it's a separate order within the Catholic Church. And there was uh, Father Malachi Martin, who wrote several books and was murdered because of it, said that um, if a Jesuit ever gets into office, that's it. That even he, as a priest, um, a father in the Catholic Church, knew that the Jesuits were out of control. They've always been that, that wild card in the game, okay? And Satan will have many arms of him, of his, you know, his group, he'll have like Scott said, when they're all standing around the witch's circle, each one thinks that they've got something on over the other one. Well, that's how these groups are. You had the, the Freemasons, and then you had the, the Luciferians, and then you had, you know, the Illuminati. And, and, then, and so what happens is all these groups eventually come and start merging. Satan starts getting, you infiltrate this group, so then they infiltrated the Freemasonic order. 
and then they became completely Luciferian, and then the Jesuits were already uh, Luciferians, crypto-Jews, okay? So then they started taking over more and more in the Catholic Church and trying to push their agenda. Well, eventually they got all the right people elected in the Catholic Church, because those are elected positions. So they get all the right people elected, just like um, Barack Obama did. He got all the right people in office. He lined himself up with allies. He kicked out all the people in the military, retired them out that were uh, Christians or had anything to do with that, and he started putting people into places that would, you know, Stalin did it, Lenin uh, uh, Lenin did it, Trotsky did it, that that, uh, Vladimir Putin's done it. And um, so this is what they did. And then they were able to seize control of the Vatican, and actually now, but see, the Vatican has always had a dark side. There's always been a Luciferian side to the Vatican. See, it's never been Christianity. It was a crypto-Jew, let's get people in here, and we'll hook them on, well, that's the, that's the god Janus. Well, well, no, just go ahead and take that off and put St. Peter on there. Well, well, that's the god Apollo. Well, take that off and put, put, put St. Paul on there. That's what they did. So when the Jews came to Rome, they infiltrated that Gnostic religion. It still had the Babylonian they were, these, it wasn't known as the Catholic Church at the time, but they worshipped many gods, the unknown god, they, all this. So they infiltrated that, that religious system, and it became known as, eventually, the Roman Catholic Church. And they were always involved from the get-go in slowly changing any of their beliefs they didn't agree with, they agreed with. And so now you have one and the same, the crypto-Jews, the Jesuits, the Pope, they're, they're all on the same page. They've all merged. They've all become one entity. You see, they're all one. And, and it's really funny because if you go back and listen to the, there's a one mass, and I'm going to translate it in English. It's in Latin, but I'm going to translate it to English, um, old Latin. <clears throat> and it's, it's a mass they have every single year in um, uh, uh, the Catholic Church, and it's a mass to Lucifer. And it calls Lucifer the father of Jesus Christ. So the exoteric explanation is just a, it's just um, oh, well, that's just a euphemism. It's just a euphemism. It's not really, you know, it's just, but the esoteric explanation is that it really is Lucifer and he really is the father and they really believe he is God. He is the number one, you know. And like he was talking about earlier, um, you know, there's been people that have said that the tribulation the seven years and all this stuff, and I, I say the tribulation started when Jesus was gone, and we've just been slowly building up and ramping up, and it's been going this way throughout history. I mean, you can't say, well, they're going to start martyring those Christians, because I can give you hundreds and hundreds into the millions of numbers of martyrdom that's been going on since Jesus died. I mean, I can give you 80,000 Christians in one black. It was 83,000 Christians were murdered in one failed swoop, and that was done by the Knights Templar, and they took their hats, the Luciferians, the crypto-Jews, took their hats, and they were white hats, and they dipped them in the blood running through the streets three feet high, the blood of the Christians, and put them on their head, and that's known as the Freemasonic and Shriner hat called a fed. And that's why they're red. They got that color from the blood of Christians. 
See, this has all been orchestrated, you guys, from the very beginning. It's been orchestrated. See, the Catholic Church wanted to steer the Protestant theology away from identifying the Pope as the Antichrist. Now, because remember, 1800, and if you go back to the Reformation, what were all these people saying? They were saying the Pope was the Antichrist. See, that's what all these people that were objecting to the Catholic Church, the, the transubstantiation uh, doctrine and, and the, the, all of this stuff, the Eucharist, they were actually objecting and saying that the Pope was the Antichrist. That was the common belief among the people who actually believed in Jesus. Okay? So they were trying to, to, to steer the Protestant theology away from identifying the Pope as the Antichrist. So the idea was to point the attention of Protestants to a future Antichrist and away from the Antichrist sitting on the throne in Rome. So the Jesuits tried to frame a new Christian eschatology that accomplished uh, uh, both um, concealing the Antichrist and reestablishing the Jews to, to like a prominence in God's prophetic plan. So what they did, the Jesuits and their fellow travelers, is uh, they, they kind of cobbled together a disjointed patchwork of Bible passages that served to lay the groundwork for this new futurist Zionist theology, okay? Ultimately, this new theology was introduced in the seminary schools that I've already told you about that were controlled by the crypto-Jews. So these witting and unwitting seminary graduates were introduced to this new Christian theology, and they took it to all the Protestant churches throughout the world. So this new theology is the basis for that West Behind series. Remember that, those, uh, the books, the 16 books of um, Left Behind. Um, I mean, I think those things have sold like 70 million copies or something. I don't know, but a lot. Oh, and it's, a, it's absolutely outrageous. Uh, I wanted everyone to, to understand when Julie's talking about a crypto Jew, a prime example is Bill Gates. Bill never lets anyone know that he's Jewish, okay? So he operates in that theology. He operates in that realm. Uh, but, you know, see, he, he that's why he's doing the vaccination stuff. He's doing this all under under the occult means of the New World Order. Um, <clears throat> and just real quickly, remember that Pope Francis is the first Jesuit pope. So he's he's a black pope, they call it. And you also need to remember that when you're a Jesuit, the MK altar or monarch, you know, the satanic ritual abuse is done to each one of them. So they break them they, so they can do mind control on them. Okay? So, um, again, things are not always as they appear. Go ahead. Right. And, you know, I will tell you, this is how, this is how strong the belief that the Pope was the Antichrist was that the Westminster Confession of Faith from the Church of England said there is no other head of the Church but the Lord Jesus Christ, nor can the Pope, the Pope of Rome, in any sense be head thereof, that that is Antichrist, that man of sin, the son of perdition, that exalteth himself in the Church against Christ and all that is called God. That's the, that's the Westminster Confession. They believed that the Pope was the Antichrist. There were other... Um, Protestant confessions of faith that, that also identified the Pope as the Antichrist, and the Moreland Confession of 1508 um, and 1535, the Helvetic Confession of 1536, that's Switzerland. Um, so 
today, the people that hold that belief or any such belief are in the minority. In fact, nowadays it's viewed as radical and uncharitable for a Christian to say that the Pope is the Antichrist. I mean, how did this transformation take place among Protestant denominations? See, it was a direct result of a concerted campaign by the agents of the Roman Catholic Church. And one of the methods the Roman Catholic Church theologians used was to relegate much of the book of Revelation to some commentary book of Revelation that placed the events of the most of the book of the Revelation in a period just uh, uh, prior to the end of the world. It's in the future, but it's just prior to the end of the world. So they would claim that the Antichrist would be an individual who would not be manifested until the very near end of the world. Remember, he, um, uh, Francisco Riera wrote that um, uh, the Antichrist would rebuild Jerusalem, abolish Christianity, deny Christ, persecute the church, and dominate the world for three and a half years. See, so you do understand that that's not in the Bible. That's not what it says. This was all introduced by a Roman Catholic Jesuit priest named Francisco Rivera on a 500-page commentary that he wrote on the book of Revelation. Go read it. Go find it. And you will see it's exactly what's being taught in the Christian church today. Another Jesuit, Cardinal um, uh, Bellarmine, he promoted this guy's teaching, and he was one of the most influential cardinals of all time. Do you know in 1930 he was canonized by the Vatican as a saint and a doctor of the church? The, the Catholic interpretation of the book of Revelation did not become accepted in the Protestant denominations until that book, The um, Coming of the Messiah in Glory and Majesty, was published in 1812. That was 11 years after the death of its author. That was Emmanuel de la Cunza, a.k.a. Rabbi Juan Joseph Ben-Ezra. Okay, he, he, he had a pen name skit as a motive to conceal his identity so he could take the heat off of Rome. See, you, what you're not getting is that this, it, I mean, he was a, a type of crypto-Jew. You know, you have to understand these people were trying to infiltrate this new solo scripture. People, now, this wasn't a new thing. As there were always people all along, that's why there were martyrs, who refused to go along with the whatever was at the time, okay? Read the Bible, read history. There were always people standing out saying, no, we're not going to bow down to your God, and I'm throwing you in the fire. If you don't, throw us in the fire, and here comes Jesus. There were always people doing that, okay? So, and, and you know, one of uh, Lacuna's status as a rabbi, all the more believable when you consider the fact that he was a Jesuit and the Jesuits are crypto-Jewish secret societies. So first the Jesuits were crypto-Jews. Ignatius Loyola himself was a crypto-Jew of the occult Kabbalah. The Jews were attracted to the Jesuit order, and they joined in large numbers. Rivera was a crypto-Jew. Um, uh, I mean, that would explain why they introduced these eschatological teachings of the return of a Jew of Jewish animal sacrifices. Because that doctrine gives the Jews Supremacy and God's plan, and it relegates Christians to some prophetic parenthetical to be supplanted by the Jews, you know, during some supposed thousand year reign on earth of Christ. So, you see what they did? They came in, and what did Titus 1.13 say? They profess that they know God, but in works they deny Him, 
being abominable, disobedient, and unto every good work, reprobate. See, in Hebrews chapter 8, 1 through 10, and verse 39, and 1039, all the way, read, you need to go to Hebrews chapter 8 and read all the way through chapter 10. It makes it explicitly clear that Christ fulfilled the requirements of the law by sacrificing himself once and for all for sins for all times. If the blood of animals were sufficient to satisfy God, there would have been no need for him to come to earth to be sacrificed. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was upon better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there should be no place have been sought for the second. Hebrews 8, 6 through 7. So Christ was once offered to bear the sins of many, and unto them that look for him shall appear, he appeared the second time without sin unto salvation. Hebrews 9.28. So you see, he was sacrificed once and for all for the, all of us. Okay? He is the one that takes away the sins. Our animal sacrifices can't do it. A priest standing in a booth can't do it. It was him. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Hebrews 10.10. 10. Would God have us go, you know, are we supposed to return to that weak and beggarly, you know, elements of the Old Testament law? Come on. I mean, to teach such a thing is blasphemy. It's a blasphemy to even state that Christ's sacrifice was imperfect and insufficient. That they got to reinstate animal sacrifices, which, by the way, they're not going to, but then start sacrificing people. That's what they're after, okay? I mean, the Bible makes it clear, and I want you guys to look up these scriptures in Hebrews, because it, he said, a new covenant he hath made the first old, now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away. I mean, why would God reinstate something which he had said would vanish away when he, in which he had no pleasure? And burnt offerings and sacrifices, for thou for sin thou hast had no pleasure. So we, we need to, this is the stuff we need to look at. And you know, there's a lot of people out there that believe this stuff. Okay? And they're not asking if it's true. They're just going along with it. And as of yet, I can't find anybody that tells the same story. I keep calling Christians or people that were in the church, and they have no idea what to tell me. So they really don't even, that should bother them that they really don't even know what they believe, you know. So the, 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 the people who try to use obedience to the law of God as a means to salvation are carnally minded. They're trying to earn salvation through the works of the flesh. See, the carnal minds that teach a return to carnal sacrifices of the law are enmity against God. Remember, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeliness, likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walketh not after the flesh, 
but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans chapter 8. That, that was Jesus. He blotted out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, that took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Okay? We need to, this is what we need to be thankful for, but we know there are a lot of people out there that have already traded in their birthright. They've given it to the Jews, the so-called crypto-Jews, and they have said, we're not, God's, uh, we're not Israel, we're not God's people, they are. See? We, we, have to, we have to remember that these people don't, they are listening to men standing in pulpits. So we, if, if we take on a discussion with them, we need to be able to show them over the history of time where these things started and where they came from. We need to be able to show these people so that they can say, wow, you know, we're tracking the beast. From the-. You've got to be able to do that. Um, when, when, whenever these people wrote under these pen names, uh, for example, they, they, there's a lot of people that have told me that the pre-tribulation rapture was John Nelson Darby, but when I started going back and looking, where well, I found it was in the Catholic Church. I found it in the Jesuits. And they were the ones that brought all that stuff in, the whole seven-year tribulation, the rapture of the saints. It's supposed to be the catalyst for this entry of the Antichrist on, on the world scene, right? Well, I would tell you he's already here, and he's in the Vatican. Okay? These, these people are already present. All these people, the Antichrist, these these, these men of, of uh, uh, you know, perdition. Oh, there's a bunch of people that are representing that right now. You've got all these crypto Jews. These are all antichrist. Obama's an antichrist. They, you know, there are all these people that are that are screaming right now, look at me, we're the antichrist. Look, I'm, an, I'm a form of antichrist, right? And so when, when, when Irving and Lacunza constructed this theory, and then what they did was they, they then sought biblical support for the theory, this exegesis, right? Rather than reading the Bible for what it says, that's exegesis, they had to go and do uh, the so-called Bible scholars who followed Irving and Lacunza. They ended up adopting their eschatological doctrine of this pre-tribulation resurrection, right? But they used an unbiblical term, rapture, instead of resurrection, found anywhere in the scriptures. In fact, it's a, deriv- it's a derivation of the, the Latin raptus, okay? A raptus is a word that can be found in some of the passages in the Latin translation of the Bible, which is known as the Latin Vulgate. But raptus is a mistranslation of the Greek word harpazo, which means caught up. So a lot of these people believe that the rapture is synonymous with resurrection, but that's not true. The rapture includes this idea of being taken taken away is very different from resurrection that was promised by Jesus. I mean, rapture means the act of seizing and carrying off as prey or plunder, okay? Uh, The act of carrying off a woman, rape. The root word for rapture is rapt, which means rape, abduction, ravishing, okay? I don't really want to know about that happening to me, okay? 
The Holy Scripture describes the church as the chaste bride of Christ, who is with Christ at the wedding supper of the Lamb. Okay? So the wedding supper of the Lamb takes place at the resurrection of the saints when this world ends. So when you use the term rapture, these scholars are totally blasphemy describing the holy and glorious resurrection of the church as a race. It's not even, it's just wrong, like it's wrong. And they shouldn't be saying that. So whenever you start talking, I mean, there were, there were, like, if you look at the different guys from the Protestant movement, they would write about, John Bray alleged that Morgan Edwards was the first Protestant to write about a pre-tribulation rapture, okay? And and that his book, it was in 1788, was published two years before Lacunza finished his unpublished uh, draft manuscript. However, if you look at Edwards' book, a real issue is raised about whether Edwards' book was truly a pre-tribulation rapture. I mean, it's difficult to view Edwards' writings as promoting pre-tribulation rapture since, according to McPherson, Edwards was a historist. So this guy, he was the one that viewed the papacy as the seat of the Antichrist. So when you have all these people coming in, Darby and, and all of which is that I'm mentioning, um, they're all people that are, that are being held up in some way, shape, or form as a revisionist in some way, shape, or form. So when you read their writings, you kind of have to go back and go, wait a minute, that's not exactly what this guy said. Because what I'm getting is, and I'm, thought, I'm sure this has happened to you too, is when I read these guys' history and, I'm, and, and I go to the church or someone in the church, they give me a historical um, uh, translation of who that person was. But when I go read the history, that's not who they were. I, have you found that to be true? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wanted to intervene real quick. You know, um, Revelation 13, when it's talking about the Antichrist, we're talking about, you know, also those who operate in the spirit of Antichrist. You know, Obama in 2006 said that we are no longer a Christian nation. That is, in effect, an Antichrist. Uh, Napoleon was an Antichrist. Uh, Genghis Khan operated in the, in the Antichrist spirit. Yeah, so, um, but, so everything you're saying all falls under that Antichrist spirit. But then in Revelation 13, there will be the Antichrist. Go ahead. And that's going to be, that's going to be, um, people all have a different view on who that's going to be. We'll wait and see. Um, but, but historically, prior to the Reformation and even after that, um, all of the Christians that I have read or the people in, in that era that I've read, he was the, the picked person as the Antichrist. So that's the history of your, of the real history of the people who believed in Jesus. Is that's where they were pointing. So I don't know, Scott. It, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, you know, um, the thing of it is, is that whether whether they are or aren't, they are part of the system. They're certainly uh, laying the foundation. They have sold their souls. I believe they are unredeemable. They may, you know, as you mentioned, they may not even be human. Um, in in fact, some of the video of the Pope himself, uh, Francis, is pretty hideous. I think I might even have put that on my um, uh, YouTube uh, list to to watch. But <clears throat> either way, what we're seeing is a complete takeover 
of our nation, and we know that. But the the it, the reality of of the circumstance, the the mechanics, one two three A B C, how these things are taking place, and it's been in front of us all along, and and that's why you know you may think that you know Julie was certainly exp- expressing how she felt earlier, and and I and I don't disagree. And and the, the the problem is is the church was silent, but as she's explaining that not only with the Catholic Church that this the the crypto Jews and 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 these things came into the regular uh, Christian Church and taught all these false doctrines to cause us to stand down and to be confused. So there's a and we're divided as Christians. You do realize that. Because anybody who sits down in a Bible study, you're going to find out nobody's on the same page. And when everyone's reading a different Bible, you know, like if you're taking turns and you're you're doing a chapter, uh there's times that you know that I get lost and I'm and I'm reading the King James and they're reading, you know, who knows what, and I don't even know if I'm in the same section. I have to double check. In fact, if when the when the turn the the uh, the turn comes to me that it's my turn to read, I've even asked what what line were you on again? That's insane. When when God is a God of order, when 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 we know that Satan is the author of confusion, we need to to sit and think. Well, why did this happen? Why is this happening? Well, that's why because Satan has entered into the Christian Church. And, and you know, I've had people say that they've seen demons, uh, you know, in the rafters and 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 even standing, you know, on the pulpit next to the to the to the pastor. The, you know, this is real, and and the manifestations. <clears throat> in fact, some of the emails I see that I've got to get to. That uh, there's uh, people are seeing these manifestations now, and they're getting scared. That's why tomorrow night I want to address fear in detail, you know. And and so everything that Julie has laid out, you'll notice that as a woman, she seems to have more cojones than most men. Well, what it is, it's a righteous anger to stand against evil, okay. Ephesians tells us we're to expose it and to eradicate it. I've mentioned in my uh, beginnings of my shows, you cannot negotiate with evil. You have to eradicate it. Because evil is evil. And these people that she's describing, including Francis, Pope Francis and all these people, they are evil. And so the pastor that's standing in front of you that is not telling the truth is operating in evil. And everyone goes, oh, come on, Scott. Really? Um, so, again, ask the, ask, ask the pastor. So, Mr. Pastor, how many demons have you cast out? Well, I, I don't believe in that. Really? Well, then you apparently have an antichrist spirit. Because in the Great Commission, the commandments of Jesus Christ, we are to do that. And by the way, as a supposable pastor, you're to be taking care of the flock to make sure that no one gets injured. When in reality, you uh, 
you knocked over the ant farm, and no one's sweeping up the ants, and they're going all over the place. In fact, some of these churches, uh, uh, I've noticed that there's a Starbucks there and, and coffee, and everyone's sitting there having their lattes. And I can just imagine the sugar that's all over the place, and that, that uh, the ants are going to be really hard to get rid of. You know, I, I know that it, it may get um, hard to listen to what Julie was saying when she was really coming down on, you know, basically the body of Christ for not doing their job. And and we understand that you've been under a great deception, but we are also told to search the Scriptures daily to be Bereans, to test the Spirit. And And Julie and I had some really hard conversations today about accountability on that. Okay, we're all told to do this. You know, the you know you've, you've seen the representation where there's a, you know, Satan on one shoulder and Jesus on the other, and they're both whispering into the ears. Well, you know, as crazy as it is, there may be some truth to that, because you've got this iniquitous pool of evil that wants to draw you in, and in order to do it. In order to do what Satan wants, you then have to sacrifice truth. You have to to walk away from what God has laid out, and we're told we cannot serve two masters. So when when you're you know in, in a sense it's it's uh, you've stumbled, in a sense you've fallen off the wagon, you you have you know you, you've walked away from your first love, you know as we see in Revelation. Um, Wow. And and then Jesus saying, you know, about being lukewarm, spewing, you know, which means regurgitate. I mean, that's pretty, you know, um, you know, a dog returns back to his vomit. That's pretty bad. Yuck. But that's, you know, unfortunately it's the truth, you know. I mean, a dog even thinks uh, tasty treats from cats are, are a delicacy. And, and so that's what it's being equated to consuming into your mouth something that is is uh vile so when when we see what's going on here in 2016 and and Joel Stein again I sees back to bashing Paul and and by the way that's part of the uh Zionist agenda is to remove Paul because Paul was animate about the truth and how to spiritually approach it. And I've written that in you know in, in Second Heaven Invasion on the Deliverance chapter, which is also the same chapter as in Hoodoo Voodoo. And and um you know, by the way, when when you know yeah I can I can sit here and, and write all day, but I you know it's it's hard to find, you know, a good editor. And one of the editors that I had uh go through this um, prior to to those who have helped me recently, and thank you for that. I'm talking I'm talking about someone that isn't part of our group. Um, they gave me a lot of flack for for talking about Paul in the Deliverance chapter. I mean, I had to to sit and fight on my own writings to keep it in uh, because of you know it was a, unfortunately it was a pre-tribber. They didn't quite grasp how important Paul is, apparently, that I had to defend my own book. 
Because the moment that you remove Paul, which is exactly what the Zionists or crypto Jews want to do, then you have effectively taken out spiritual warfare. And so, Joel Osteen, you are of your father, the devil. You disgust me. You live lavishly, you know, millions of dollars coming in front of you. And then what do you do? You're taking everybody to hell because you're preaching another doctrine, a watered-down doctrine, a doctrine of demons that is keeping people in bondage. And when you when you follow the money, follow that money, right? Go all the way back, and it's going to go right back to the Zionists. It's going to go right back to that doctrine of dispensation that brought in all these things. And what does it equate to? Antichrist. Because the moment that you stand in the word to to keep the word of God from being spoken, which which is Jesus, then that is an anti spirit, a blocking demon, demons that keep the truth from being told. And if Jesus is the cornerstone, God is truth, and no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ, then obviously these people like Obama and Joel Osteen and and what's his name here again? Holy cow, it just blows me away. Montel Williams. Whew. Man, and, and I know that hurts, Julie, for, for you, because I guess he was standing up for veterans and everything else. But, but you see, the rubber is meeting the road. The sword is being drawn, and there's a separation of those. And this is now the time to pick the side of the fence that you're going to be on. Julie, something you want to cap before we close out here? Yeah, what I wanted to say was that whenever someone, when, when, whenever, whenever you've been to other places, and I just want to quickly tell you, when you've been to other places and you've seen horrendous, bloody crimes being committed, and you come back here and watch people support it with their money, it is very emotional when you know what's actually happening on the ground and you come back here and see people beating more drums and want to do more of it when your job was as a medic to put people back together, it, that's where my emotion comes from right there. Yeah, and, <clears throat> you know, and the saying about what goes around comes around, uh, you know, if you've been supporting this, you need to get on your knees and repent so the devil doesn't have a right to you when, when God lifts that last blockage of the demonic, when that one that gate opens up, Okay. How many have have you ever been to a concert and and there's just thousands of people and the doors open like Walmart on on Black Friday or something? Absolutely insane. Well, times that by a gazillion. That's the way the demons are going to come flooding in. And if you've got open doors and if you've got unrepentance, if you've got sin, if you've got unforgiveness. They are coming for you. They can taste you. They can smell you. They can see you a mile away. Just like Julie was talking about, you know, in the in the spirit realm, the light that emanates from Christians because of their, you know, their obedience. That's see, that's the key term. When you are obedient, you'll fall into place with everything else. 
when you when you seek the kingdom of God, these things will come for you, come upon you to bring righteousness, to bring protection, to bring holiness, to bring uh, the ability to stand before the Most High God and and not face condemnation, not face judgment. You know, to fall in the hands of a living God. Okay, big stuff. And And see, the time is running out. You know, Julie, you know what I want to do? I want to pray. Um, I'm closing here, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna finish up um, for those in Oregon under this situation because this could, this could really get nasty. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, Father Bundy and, and the Hanmans, those that uh, are in Oregon, uh, those of the militia, the 150. Father, right now we know that demons are flying around, causing distension. Uh, going back and forth, just like uh, uh, Goliath was, uh, who who was taunting. Uh, Father, this is unacceptable. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, the assignment of the enemy, right now, I bind and I rebuke and I render to no effect and I cast it down. Then in the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I call upon your warring angels to encamp around her to restore order, your order. And Father, that your will be done in the name of Jesus Christ, and not the false flag demons or whatever the thing is put in place to cause anarchy, to cause those things of civil unrest that, that those of the New World Order, Obama, these uh, of the cryptic Jews, those of the Zionist people, Father, that are going to, to cause us to lose. But that's not going to take place, Father, for you said that the gates of hell not prevail. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, May I, again, let your will be done and protect those that no blood is shed, that restoration, restoring uh, the understanding of who you are is brought forth in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Julie. Well, thanks. That's a lot of information, good information, information that we all need to understand the reality of all of this. And, and you what know, we see I taking place in Oregon is exactly part of this system. Go ahead. Everybody go talk to a soldier and ask them what they've seen over in Afghanistan and Iraq and over in that area. Ask them what they've seen. Let them tell you. Well, again, you know, if you go to Google and uh, the Gaza Strip and just hit images, um, you you know, you'll you'll see what's going on over there. And, and when you see children that are um, badly um, wounded and, and, you know, are lying there dead in their blood, you understand that has nothing to do with God. That's Satan who, who comes in like a roaring lion to see who he may devour. He still kills and destroys. And he's coming after you and I, and it's whether we have the form or God on or not that we're going to come through it. Because when we have the form or on, that means we're in Christ. And uh, so the blood of Christ, um, you know, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. And thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit that gives the wisdom and discernment necessary to move forward. All right, Julie, good night, and God bless.
And I saw the white horse Ridden by a man with bow and arrow And he wore a golden crown And he rode a trail so narrow And he went forth to conquer
You're listening to the all-new KBLU Radio Network. That's the Blue Raven Network.